My name is Chris McDaniel, the senior pastor at Trinity Anglican in Atlanta. Welcome to our daily podcast. I'm going to read a passage of scripture, then we're going to pray and then spend just a few moments here at the beginning of this Wednesday during the first week of the Easter season, uh, trying to look for insight and wisdom and comfort from God's word. But first, let's read what St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15. Paul says, but someone will ask, how are the dead raised? With what kind of body do they come? Fool, what you sow does not come to life unless it dies. And as for what you sow, you do not sow the body that is to be, but a bare seed, perhaps of wheat or some other kind of grain. But God gives it a body as he has chosen, and to each kind of seed its own body. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father, we do ask you today to give us comfort, uh, give us wisdom and insight in your word. I pray, God, that you would help us to see what we should see here. Uh, Lord, we ask you to speak to us um, in our hearts and help us orient our hearts as we walk through our day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So Paul's wrestling with the idea of resurrection here, and he's using seed analogy, garden analogy, to help his friends uh, think clear thoughts about the resurrection. And I just want to say, I think this is really relevant for you and for me because there's frankly a lot of fuzzy thinking right now in the Christian church. And there has been throughout the ages when it comes to resurrection, we don't quite know what to make of resurrection. And so we uh, backfill all kinds of meanings that may not be entirely helpful. So I think what Paul has to say is really important. And I want to want to say this here at the beginning, resurrection for uh, the Jews, for the friends of Jesus who would have would have heard that he had been resurrected meant something very specific. Uh, resurrection was something that necessarily had to happen to the physical body. So he, here's what resurrection meant for an early Jew. Resurrection meant someone was alive and then they became dead, uh, not mostly dead, but really totally completely dead. And then they became physically alive again. Anything else, someone becoming a ghost or uh, transitioning from one state of physical being to a sort of metaphorical or a, a metaphysical state of being, that, that wouldn't have been resurrection. It wouldn't have met the criteria. So Christians believe that Jesus was resurrected, which meant he got his body back. And yet there were real challenges in the early church uh, because Jesus wasn't, uh, even in the eyes of Mary, some of his closest friends. He didn't look quite like he looked before. Mary, if you'll remember from our Easter Sunday reading, she didn't recognize Jesus until he said her name. She saw that someone was in front of her, but she didn't see him and go, oh, that's Jesus, until further conversation had happened. And so there was a sense of continuity and discontinuity in Jesus's body. And the early church was trying to understand what this all meant. And Paul uses this brilliant imagery of a seed going into the ground and being broken open and giving uh, yielding, if you will, to a new kind of life that comes out of the seed and yet doesn't look like the old seed. It's, it's of the same substance and yet very different in its manifestation to help us understand resurrection. And during the Easter season, uh, we need to think about resurrection because this is not just something that happened to Jesus, but the, the church has always believed in the scriptures teach us that we all will be resurrected. We will follow Jesus into resurrection life. So I think this is actually really important for us to, to think about. So let, let's look at the, the imagery Paul here uses uh, of a garden, a seed in a garden. Uh, he, he says a seed is buried 
So uh, the seed to be useful has to be buried. A seed can't say, well, I would like to just remain visible. Um, I guess a seed could say that, but it, it, would, it would stay on a shelf or in a packet and it would uh, stay just as it is. It would, it would be an untapped, unbroken potential. Uh, and so for a seed to be what it's meant to be, which is something that gives forth life, it has to be buried. And I think that Paul here is speaking on a number of levels. Uh, for Jesus to be the, the glorified, resurrected Son of God, he had to be buried. He had to die. He also would say, I think, when it comes to spiritual formation, your life with God, that for you to be who God has called you to be, for you to possess that weight of glory that C.S. Lewis would have described, you also, I also have to go through seasons of hiddenness and death. So there, there are a number of, of layers of interpretation here. One is pertaining to Jesus. One is another would be pertaining to your ultimate death as well. And then these little bitty deaths that happen each and every single day, these little places. And so I want you to think when we look at this seed imagery on, on three levels, Jesus's death, your eventual death, and also the little deaths, the little losses that you feel every day. Uh, so let, with those three things in mind, let's look here. The seed is buried, number one. Uh, the seed has to be hidden, lost in essence, uh, buried, and for it to be useful, for the seed to be what it's meant ultimately to be, to do what it's meant to do, it has to actually not only be lost, hidden, and buried, but it has to be cracked open. And there's a sense of tragedy about this. Uh, Paul here is using this imagery to say, I think, how difficult it is to surrender to this hiddenness, uh, death. Um, and the little deaths that we experience. And many of us do everything within our power to avoid this hiddenness. We don't like the feeling of being lost and obscured. We're afraid of dying. Some of us probably have been even somewhat preoccupied with death in the last number of weeks and months as we see it discussed on the news and we face the reality of death and the potential of death all around us. And yet Paul here is using this seed to help us begin to understand how it all works for the seed to be ultimately what it's meant to be. It has to surrender. And I believe that for all of us, there is an invitation to surrender, to uh, let go, to allow ourselves to be covered up, hidden, lost even. Jesus did it. He calls us to do it as well. He calls us to do it ultimately, and he calls us to do it each and every single day. Uh, death to self or dying to self, I think would be imagery used in the Bible to describe this. And Paul says, essentially, understanding the way garden works, that the seed is not just buried, but it is undone. Uh, the nutrients press in upon it, and it softens up the shell. And I just want to say that I think God's great desire for all of us is that our shells would be softened up. I've had a, a great privilege over the course of my ministry life to sit with a, a long list of people along a uh, number of people who uh, have died, watched, uh, been with them and midwife them through the process of death. And I've seen it over and over and over again. Our shells become very soft at the point of death. And I think there's an, uh, an application there for us in our day-to-day -day life. The Lord wants to soften us uh, and he wants us to become one who ultimately is undone, uh, allowing things to penetrate. And out of that penetration, uh, a kind of new form of life emerges. 
And this happened to Jesus. Uh, a new form of life came out of his old seed. And it also happens to you and me in our daily life. And I think it will happen to us all ultimately one day as we're people of the resurrection. And there's something good about surrender. And there's also something really challenging there for us. Uh, and I just want to say this. I, I believe that now is a time to embrace hiddenness and loss and even death. And I don't mean that in some sort of uh, dark or uh, masochistic, like perverse way. I, I think the Lord would just have us all stop wiggling, stop trying to wiggle off the hook. And many of us are facing lots of loss right now. And we can resist it, but I don't think that changes our experience of, of the loss. And so I believe that now is a time for you and me to maybe stop resisting and start believing that the seed of our life, uh, God is trying to crack it open so that something new, something better, something transcendent could, could emerge. And while this will one day happen to each and every one of us, just like it happened to Jesus, I think that it can happen to you today in a small way, um, but not, not a, me a way that's not meaningful. I think a way that could actually bear a lot of fruit for us. So that's my prayer, that you would make the most of the time on our website at atltrinity.org, actually westside.atltrinity.org, you'll find about halfway down a section for daily readings and our podcast and uh, practices. And I would encourage you to avail yourself of the resources that we have here at the church because this is an opportunity for you to maybe make the most of the hiddenness, the, the, the many deaths, the small places where we feel obscured. And we just want to equip you to, to grow uh, because I think that's what the Lord wants for all of us. Father, we ask you today to give us the grace to be faithful on this Wednesday, uh, to live our lives, Lord Jesus, as you would live um, our life if you were living it through us. God, we want to live and be faithful, and we want to be fruitful. And Lord, just as a seed, when it breaks open, grows up toward the light, and it grows deeper down into hidden places, we ask God that we would be not only people who desire and aspire to be fruitful, Lord, but we would also desire uh, to be rooted, to have the parts of our lives that no one would see uh, go deeper and deeper into the soil of your garden so that we would be secure when trouble comes. Bless us, Lord. Amen. God bless you. Go in peace.